Fantasy Focus. Today's show is presented by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It is easy to Geico. My name is Daniel Dopp, joined by Mike Clay and Howdy. Field Yates. How are you guys doing after that Week 10 slate? Mm. Okay. All right. I, I want to know how Field's day proceeded because... You were furious like I've never seen you during the morning game, the Patriots-Colts oh, game. Oh, you that's had some true. bad luck out of the Very. game with Pittman couple of Taylor, things, yeah. And I've never seen you that angry. Yeah, you know, I, I told myself I pledged in previous years to not let myself get uh, become like emotionally, uh, I would succumb emotionally to the various waves that are involved with fantasy football. So much for that. Sure. I drew the parallel. I know. Which <laughs> I was doing well. And I, I drew the parallel to playing golf. I used to be the kind of person that when I missed a putt, I would you know probably swear on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Not out loud, but just in my own mind. I follow golf etiquette. Etiquette, yes. Yeah. Um, and I realized that I'm bad enough at golf when I'm calm and at ease. But when I'm mad, I'm just that much worse. Mm-hmm. So I need to remain at ease on the golf course. Yesterday, I got—I think I went past my limits because it's still a game. We still yeah, have no yeah. control over these things. Once yep. the games begin, there is so much that is out of our control. So, uh, Mike, thanks for pointing that out. Thanks for You're outing welcome. me to America. That's I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this. The day did not get better. No. So how's that for an answer? Wow. Yeah. All right. It's okay. Well, you know what? Long season. There. We're going to fight back. We're going to fight back. We are undeterred. We are like the, who's the hottest team that was bad for a while? We are the, the, Lions. the Minnesota Vikings. No, the, the Lions weren't bad this year. We're oh, the Vikings. Oh, you mean this year. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. are the, the Vikings, Vikings right now. Call. We That's are the right. Vikings. Yes. I am yeah. Joshua Dobbs and we are the Vikings. Yes. Love that. Of yep. all the people the, to be right now. By the way, that's kind of like me yesterday where I was scrolling my teams on all my ESPN teams and I say, oh yeah, I'm crushing Daniel by like 80 in the dynasty league. Go to the next slide. Oh, he's crushing me by 80 in the season. <laughs> so one good, one bad. We yeah. don't have any close games going. We've no. two, we're playing each other in two leagues this week. They're both blowouts. How great is that? Fantasy is just a fickle game. No, That's how that works. Else. All right, let's talk about all the things. We're going to recap everything that we watched on Sunday from yeah. week 10. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys because wow. – has yeah. there been a player over the last four weeks that has been better than Dak Prescott? Uh, if you're defining it by most fantasy points scored, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. How about this? Let's just rip off Dak's game logs over the past yes. four games he's played. So this goes back to week six. Week six, 272 passing yards with a touchdown, plus 40 rushing yards and a touchdown. Love 24.88 that. fantasy points, quarterback one for the week. The next game, 304 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, 28.06 fantasy points, quarterback three for the week. Yep. Week nine, 374, three touchdowns, quarterback two for the week. And then yesterday, 404 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, 37.86 points. Unless we get an absolute behemoth game from either Josh Allen or Russell Wilson tonight, he will once again be quarterback one for the week. And by the way, Mike, this is sustainable because of the schedule going forward. Mm. It is so soft for Dak over the next three weeks. Yeah, it is. And for some context, on those numbers, a top three score all four of those weeks. Remember, this is a guy the first month or so of the season had no, what was it, no top 15 finishes? None. Yes. And now he has had four straight top threes. They figured out this offense. You know what they figured out? CD Lance. Yes, throw yes, to one player right. every yeah. time. Like, who cares about Tony Pollard and Michael Gallup? Gallup, by the way, playing behind Jalen Tolbert yesterday. Yeah. We're sort of in a rotation. He's going the wrong direction. It's just the CD Lamb show who 
uh, he has set a record here. What is it? A hundred, 10 plus catches on yeah. 150 plus yards in three straight games. It's never been done before. Never been so, done. How good is uh, that guy, by the way? Uh, so good. Again, He's another guy that got off to a slow start he this did. year, and yes. he has just been red hot. Give me that, about the, give me that one more time. Uh, he is the first player in NFL history yep. with three straight games with at least 10 catches and at least 150 receiving yards. Over his past three games, he has 44 targets. Nearly 15 targets per game for CeeDee Lamb. The Cowboys draw the Panthers this upcoming yes. weekend. And if you're saying, well, are they just going to blow them out and they're going to be out by halftime? They Wait. were not out by halftime yesterday, but they didn't last a whole lot longer than that. And he had another monster week, only bested by one other wide receiver that we'll mention in a moment. And this is just like kind of obvious, right? Like CeeDee Lamb in terms of talents, like what? One of the five, seven, course, eight yeah. best wide receivers in the entire NFL. Definitely. One of the top dynasty assets in all of football right now. The guy is unbelievable. The Cowboys are finally feeding him as they should. The rewards have been excellent offense and a winning streak. Of the, I guess not, not a winning streak, but they have been good in the win-loss column recently, except for that very narrow loss to the Eagles, which mm -hmm. the offense was not the issue. Yeah, they only play, they continue this. They only play blowout games, whether win yes, or yeah. loss. Uh, seven of their nine games have been decided by, uh, I believe it's 20 points. Or, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Uh, really? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Something along those lines. So it's just been blowout after blowout. And another one here, just another one in, in this game, but still yeah. Lamb put up the big points. And we'll talk about Tony Pollard later in the show, Thank because you. if yeah. everything is going so well for Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, Think about the opposite effect, and that is currently plaguing Tony Pollard, which doesn't yeah, make makes any those, sense. Exactly what Mike. I was going to say. Thank it does you, not make sense yeah. because most of them blowouts have been yes. wins, and yet he's not producing. He yeah. we'll get to it in Game a little script. while. We'll uh, you're up. right. He's one of the weirdest players in fantasy this year. We'll talk about it. Real quick, with this uptick in Dak Prescott usage and how he's just looking fantastic, do you think that there's a second pass catcher? Jake Ferguson, we're trusting at the tight end position. Do you think that Brandon Cooks or anyone else in this offense has become trusted enough for you to use? Or is this one of those, like, it's just a dart throw if you're going to use him? All right, so I have a stat here. Okay, so last night, uh, yesterday at 10 targets, nine catches, 173 yards, yards and a yeah. touchdown. Yeah. Here's how much of his season total that accounted for. Okay. 26% of his targets, 35% of his catches, 51% of his yards, 33% of his touchdowns, and 40% of his fantasy points. Got it. Him in one game. So the answer there is no. No. We cannot trust him. <laughs> Correct. Uh, he's been a little better lately, 14 plus points in three of his last four, but he's been under seven in every other game. And that includes the Eagles game where he just had the one catch for uh, seven yards. So Correct. no, not we're not there yet. With not those. there yet. He has over four targets in a game twice this season. Wow. So if you think four targets is adequate for Brandon Cooks, then not you enough. can go ahead and start him. If <laughs> yeah. you don't, like I do, then you should not be starting Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I Cooks. think he's, by the way, I think he's okay for the bench. Maybe he will develop into that because there's probably room for someone else, but no be. one has established themselves yet. And it's yeah. not going to be Michael Gallup. I think that's been made pretty evident. So maybe it's Cooks. Uh, but it's really, it's been Jake Ferguson yep. lately. He's been kind of the number two fantasy option there. The fantasy purple people eaters looked pretty fantastic with Josh Dobbs under center again. What a great story. One yeah. of the things that happened in this game, I do want to say this, Alexander Madison left with a concussion. We will have more information on that tomorrow. But field, it just if you have Josh Dobbs under center, yeah. I feel way better about everybody that I would consider within that offense. And he proved it again this week. Yeah. And I think in some ways though, this might be the story of Josh Dobbs himself yesterday, right? Because the pass catchers not named TJ Hawkinson were not exactly, you know, they did not show out yesterday, it wasn't but it certainly makes either. you feel Jalen Naylor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It makes you feel better just about the offense in general. We'll talk about Hawkinson in just a moment, but Josh Dobbs this season now is, so I guess as remains, but uh, coming into last week, he was second most, 
He had the second most rushing yards amongst all quarterbacks, trailing only Lamar Jackson. Does it again yesterday. Another 20-plus point effort. He has five games this season with 20 or more fantasy points. Mm -hmm. And while I think there are some reasons why Josh Dobbs has bounced around the NFL, the guy has certainly acquitted himself well. It's a very fantasy-friendly offense, and the athleticism is real. It's not just design runs. It's some of the unscripted runs, the incredible rushing touchdown yesterday that was out of nowhere for Josh Dobbs. This is a chance to be a real thing, a borderline top 12 or 15 quarterback in most weeks. Yeah, this year's Geno Smith. Kind of, yeah, you know, kind of a late career breakout. He is eighth in fantasy points, a quarterback, right? Pretty now. crazy, yeah. Uh, and he's been way better as of late, too. To your point, a rushing touchdown of four straight, six plus carries in five straights. So, doing it with his arm and his legs. And shout out Kevin O'Connell, just Kirk Cousins out. Josh, he's been college football analyst, Kevin yeah. O'Connell. Yeah, and he has this people team forget coming. that. Yeah, yeah, he, this is a good looking offense. And I was very curious to see, uh, with Cousins out, what would O'Connell's offense look like, yeah, with a different quarterback, an inferior quarterback, frankly. and it hasn't kind of missed a beat so far. And again, this week, this upcoming week, it's possible they will have Justin Jefferson. Not for sure, but possible. possible Justin possible. Jefferson and KJ Osborne yep. and Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson for the first time since Jefferson got hurt. So, uh, and Addison at that point was still sort of evolving and, and emerging. So it, it could just get better for this offense and for Josh Dobbs. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, you're right. Alex Madison also, before he got hurt, the carries were eight for him, eight for Ty Chandler. Yeah. So, Kind of interesting. Chandler should be the waiver ad this week, I would say. He sure will be. Uh, By the way, TJ Hawkinson now has the most fantasy points amongst all tight ends this season. Yes, Travis Kelsey has had a bye and also missed a game all the way back in week one. But 16.11 fantasy points per game for TJ Hawkinson within one point per game of Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and you know... didn't TJ have like 10 for 129 in a touchdown at halftime and he uh, finished with like yes. 11 and 134? <laughs> yeah, well, that's well, they, he, they, were, they were blowing this game okay, out. For, right. It was 27 to 3 at one point. Jameis came back in and make it in, made it interesting. We'll monitor the Derek Carr injury, by the way, throughout the week. But uh, shout out to TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. What yeah. a great player he's been. And by the way, that does not mean, like I was actually uh, commenting on this with uh, some folks in the war room yesterday. What a fascinating trade that was. I think mm-hmm. it's actually legitimately worked out for both sides. Sure like, Sam Laporta is the real deal. He's cost controlled for like $4 million for the next four years and an awesome player. Hawkinson makes 16 per year. So different uh, <laughs> price point. <laughs> yeah. What a weird, awesome trade. It's worked out great for both sides. And Hawkinson certainly the second best tight end in fantasy right now, as far as I am concerned. By the way, reports were he would be limited in this game. And that was true. Yep. He was not playing all the snaps. So uh, like, like you usually does didn't matter still got the targets still got At the least fantasy eight production. targets in every game this season except for one yeah and he's an example of why we say yeah he might be limited but you're still starting tj yeah. hawkinson sure right really there. quickly too keenan allen was fantastic 40 fantasy points 11 catches 175 yards two touchdowns 14 targets he is locked in with no mike williams no Josh Palmer field he is the guy that Justin Herbert is looking well, to hold in on. First, first of all though what do I always say once a guy turns like 30, 31, 32, that's, exactly that's when they have a career that's year. That's when they take I out. say that all the yes. time. Here comes the career year for Keenan Allen. Correct. Uh, Keenan Allen, by the way, here is a full list of every player in the NFL this year with 40 or more fantasy points in two games. Keenan Allen, that's it. End of the list. Wow. He has two of the 11 in the NFL this season. He's got at least wow. nine targets in every game this season except for one. He's unbelievable. We were talking about this also because, of course, they played the Lions yesterday. Justin Herbert is playing out of his gourd right now. And Keenan Allen is like the only legitimate player that you trust amongst the wide receivers and tight ends. He left the game yesterday at the shoulder injury, comes back in, catches the touchdown in a wacky 41 to 38 effort that the Lions end up winning. But uh, in terms of fantasy MVPs, 
the conversation does include Keenan Allen for this season because of how great he has been and where he was drafted. Been fantastic. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing more to add. He has been great. And and by the way, in all seriousness, the analysis there, uh, oftentimes with the receivers that are in their early 30s, it's, it's they're short-range slot yeah. guys. They yeah. can last longer as elite fantasy options. Six touchdowns already this season for Keenan Allen, by the way. Hey, that's pretty fantastic. Pushing for career-high numbers in that regard. Would you say yeah. he's out of his gourd? Uh, yeah, you don't like that term? I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, I'll teach you I, the I've next heard segment. it before. I just yeah. don't know what I'll that means. I'll teach you the next segment. Uh, all right, we're going to keep on moving with this Week 10 recap. But Field, first, let's pay some bills. I'm going to start. Do you okay, mind Okay, go that? for it. Yeah, if you want to. For the ones who want to get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click Granger.com or just... Stop by home auto prize sports memorabilia, whatever you need to protect Geico can help get you covered. And with the award-winning Geico mobile app, you can get 24 seven claim support and on the go policy access. It's easy to Geico. Go to Geico.com today. Level up your game day with vivid seats and get great tickets to the biggest games of the year. Plus with vivid seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades and annual birthday discount and more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase as the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code FFF. That is code FFF. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. All right, back here on Fantasy yeah. Focus. Daniel Dopp, Mike Clay, and Field Jates making our way through our Week 10 recap. Talking about the Detroit Lions backfield, guys. There were the rest of questions. the show. How about this? Uh, we can't do that, guys. I mean, I could do that, but we shouldn't yeah. do that. We talked about this coming into it. What is this split going to look like between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs? Honestly, Field, when you look at this, we saw Jameer Gibbs get a little bit more run here than David Montgomery. That's surprising for all of us. I Perhaps think. a turning of the tides. Mm-hmm. This is the first game this season in which both David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs have played, in which Jameer Gibbs both outrushed and outtouched David Montgomery. I'm talking about number of rushing attempts, not just mm-hmm. number of rushing yards, yep. Yep. as David Montgomery ends up getting the edge there. But Jameer Gibbs yesterday has 14 carries for 77 yards, hits Pater twice, and oh, by the way, gets two goal to go rushing attempts. How many, I bet Mike knows the answer to this, did he have coming into that game yesterday? How many goal to go? Yeah. Uh, One? Yes. So he doubled up his total yesterday from the preceding, whatever, six games that he had played so far this season. Then he also hauls in three catches for 35 yards. Meanwhile, David Montgomery was also very good, but the vast majority of his production came on one very long touchdown run, 75 yards. Otherwise, he has 11 carries for 41 yards, Mike. Could this be a changing of the guard in the Detroit backfield? I think so. I mean, Gibbs played 37 snaps, 24 for David Montgomery. So that was a decent edge. I think that gap will start to close. I think we'll see a little bit of hot hand, a little bit of game script will be part of it. Remember, this was kind of a back game and forth. script is the important part. I think. Yeah, 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 I think so. There was a little bit of a, a shootout element to this game, which I think helped Jameer Gibbs. So the way I projected it is uh, going forward is certainly for this week again, Chicago is a little edge and carries to Montgomery yeah. and then certainly not many targets because Montgomery only had a handful of targets. The game Gibbs was out otherwise a non-factor there uh but obviously a decent share that carries and a lot of targets for uh, jameer gibbs in the projection look if i gave if i projected this and i gave an edge to carries for gibbs like you had in this game and the bulk of the targets gibbs would be a top five running back at least in fantasy points and here's the thing 
Three straight top three finishes. Yes. For him. Awesome. So maybe that is where he should be, but I'm going to be a little more conservative with where I rank him for now because I don't think Montgomery is going away. I, think I don't he, think so. Yeah. And Mike, the upcoming schedule, I think, really plays into that as well. Over mm-hmm. the next four games, they play the Bears twice yep. and the Packers. So this could be like they could have games where, remember the first time they played the Packers, David Montgomery had 30 three rushing attempts. So while it was great to see Jameer Gibbs ball out yesterday, and he will have a legitimate role. Like mm-hmm. we have certainly made it clear that both of these guys can be started every single week when oh, they're yeah. both playing now going forward. I think we'll see a bit more David Montgomery in future weeks. Yesterday was a very big 12 football game and it was perfect for Jameer Gibbs. That was part of the reason why you draft a player like that yep. 12th overall. Yeah, I'm excited about the two revenge game narratives we're going to get with David Montgomery getting the Bears twice in the next four Ooh, weeks. I'm very excited to Lions see how that's going to work out. Lions defense, a reasonable add on waivers hey, this no, week as well. Amon Ross St. Brown also looked fantastic. He is locked in as the wide receiver one within this offense. The dude just keeps producing. That's all there is to it. Yeah, what 14 plus fantasy points in every game. Yeah. So he's still like wide receiver seven about where he was last year, but the floor with him is tremendous. Great floor. What an alpha. Great floor. What an alpha. Seriously. I just feel like if I wanted to, I don't know, I mean, maybe I'm sure there are others in the NFL that come to mind, but that's got to be one of like the, the, I don't think I can say that word, bad blankest dudes in the entire NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And he, speaking of playing the Bears, brother. That'll be fun. Are the parents going to have a split jersey this weekend? I don't know. Maybe. Can his dad even fit into a jersey? (laughs) That's a good question. Actually, that is a good one. (laughs) Needs a quadruple X. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Kyler Murray. Mike Clay, we got to finally see Kyler Murray return to action. I'll tell you what, watching him out there, I was looking at one thing. How is he going to scramble? How is he going to use his legs? How is he going to look moving around? He looked fantastic. It looked like the old Kyler Murray was out there. Yeah, he looked great. He had one uh, play where he was pressured and went to the left side and then went around around. and all the way. He looked looked like normal (laughs) Kyler Murray. Six carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, He's 17 fantasy points. He was fine. I think we can start considering him a back-end QB1 at least going forward. I will say this, though. They had a tush push opportunity. Yes. Uh, they actually had Clayton Toon in. That's yeah. right. Clayton Toon came in. I guess they wanted to protect Murray. We'll see if that Whoa. continues going forward or if they'll get Kyler's more. Kyler's tush is quite a bit lower than Clayton's. I don't think mm. they could get low enough to get down there. Yeah, you know well, that's I mean? it. But what if they can keep doing that? I'm not too concerned about it. It's just he could lose maybe the occasional touchdown here yes, or there. I agree. I'm not super worried about it. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Think about the, like there are other teams that like, you know, the Chiefs never quarterback sneak with Patrick Mahomes yeah, after yeah. he had that dislocated knee several years ago. Uh, there are teams that just avoid the quarterback sneak with their quarterback because of just how important that player is to their franchise mm-hmm. or a prior injury uh, in the case of the Chiefs. So I wouldn't be surprised if Clayton Toon continues to get opportunities like that. It sort of reminds me of at the end of the half when Jacoby Brissett is like the designated throw the Hail Mary quarterback. Mm-hmm. If your team has to chuck the ball at the end of the half, like 65 yards, and you have Brissett as your backup, I don't care if you have Tom Brady in his prime back there. You might actually have Jacoby Brissett because he has a cannon, cannon arm. By the way, speaking of cannon arms, I think the best uh, throw of his career by Zach Wilson happened last night. You know what I'm talking about? Hail Mary at the end of the game. Yeah, what a yes. play. He was, he was like uh, shaking off Max Crosby oh, yeah. and then throws a bullet. I mean, that was amazing. I wish I got caught because that was a uh, heck of a play by him. Oh, man. One of Jets his, fans yeah, wish well. that as well. Yeah, Let's talk about their Jets like offense at some point this week. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Kyler really was like super encouraging. Uh, you know, the passing game work was, you know, 250, 250 passing yards or 249 for Kyler. That part is definitely important. But as you guys both hammered, the fact that he had 33 rushing yards, including some designed runs yesterday, yep. mm-hmm. was so essential. For context, last year, he averaged just about 40 rushing yards per game. I'm excluding the game in which he got hurt because it was very early on in the game. But in the 10 games prior to that, 
it was like 410 rushing yards, basically 41 rush yards per game in his first game back from an ACL tear to be just eight yards shy of that average Mm -hmm. with a rushing touchdown. Super valuable for Kyler. Arizona goes to Houston this week. Should be a fun one. Oh, that'll be a good one. I would say safely we'll have him as a fringe top 10 quarterback. uh, Do you think CJ Stroud will be a fringe top 10 quarterback? I think he'll be a fringe top five quarterback. Yes. The crazy part (laughs) is he was unbelievable yesterday and still fell short of 20 fantasy points. Like that's just what happens when you don't run as a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes the path to getting to 25 fantasy points so much. That's true. But scoring is so down and there's so few quarterbacks. He's still in that QB1 conversation. Yeah. Closing this out on Kyler Murray, still available in 45% of fantasy. So if you need a quarterback, he's someone you can grab off of waivers this week. By the way, really quickly. I want to mention this? Trey McBride looked fantastic. I wondered what he was going to look like with Kyler. Did you see the stat? The stat? I, I saw a stat What's line. Stat? What's the stat? Trey McBride is the first Cardinals tight end with a hundred receiving yards in a game since 1989. No way. What? Ertz didn't get there. No. Wow, and he was heavily targeted. That's incredible. Who? 1989. No, Which Cardinals tight end in 1989? I don't know. Was that was was that the inspo for Taylor's album? I've, it might Is be. that what she's referencing in 1989? Uh, it was some random <laughs> tight end that I can't even recall. That was, I was born in 87. I'm 37. That's 34 years ago. Wow. That's nuts. Wow, that is. That's unbelievable. I would have thought for sure Ertz got there once. Right. At least. Wow. Yeah. Robert Await. Robert Await. There we week go. Week 10 in 1980. Week 10 also of 1989. That Look, is wow. History was made. 34 years. That's insane. Dude, if you're looking for someone, Trey McBride continuing to be in that tight end He's conversation. He's available in over 50% of leagues. Yep. Kyler and McBride, pick yeah, them up. They can save your them yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Michael Wilson, You know, too. we do these. Oh, I do a couple of waiver segments during the week for various television shows, which are not, you know, like super heavily fantasy focused. So when you're discussing these things with the producers, some of it is like kind of teaching them kind of like where you're coming from and mm-hmm. sort of ed- educating them on like, you know, why a player might be valuable off waivers. And it's like every week for the past month, I've been like, yeah, Kyler Murray, Trey McBride. They're like, so yeah. So last week and the week before and the week and before the week when you're before. talking about them, like, yeah, apparently your voice is not resonating <laughs> with the viewers. So let's try somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> no one's listening so to you, good. sir. Evidently hey, not. I'll tell you what. Let's try B. John Robinson. Do you think that we unlocked B. John Robinson with everything we did? Us? Yeah. yeah I mean, we the are definitely world. the reason we, he, why he got the goal line. He kick. had as yeah. many touches as he has had this season. I am thrilled that he finally got the workload. That part at least seems to have gotten through. So do we like the positive or the negative spin on this one? Because I feel like I can already mm-hmm. sense that Mike knows where I'm going with the negative spin. Here's the positive. Let's start with the positive. Okay. 22 rushes. That's a career high for sure Bijan. Yeah. 23 total touches, which is a tied for the career high for Bijan. Yep. He did get a goal to go carry yesterday. Just sure second did. all season. Yep. Did he score on it? He did. Yeah, yes, weirdly, he sure did. weirdly yeah. enough, he scored. That's crazy. He actually got a punt return to open the game for Atlanta. So it was almost like Arthur Smith was telling us, like, I know I need to get the guy the ball more because he's just that good. Here's the not so good part. One catch on one target. Yep. One catch on one target. Mm-hmm. Is it too much for me to ask for it to be like 18 rushes and six catches as opposed to 22 rushes and one catch, Mike? No, I mean, you have to get the ball to, well, I was going to say Matt Collins. He wasn't there, Stop. but Van yeah. Jefferson yeah, Jefferson. and Johnny Smith and all these other. No, I'm with you. I, I want to see more targets. His target share during weeks one through four was great. 21%. We were mm-hmm. feeling good. This is how we won him to yep. be utilized. We we're almost okay with fewer carries. You know, give us 15 carries and 
five, six targets were happy. Uh, 12% his last five full games. I'm not even counting the game where he only played 10 snaps. Not even counting that one. Still just 12%. So I'm with yeah. you, but it was good to see him play almost 80% of the snaps. It was his third highest snap share of the season. Yep. So as that continues, he's going to continue to get plenty of volume. So uh, four it, and six Falcons now, by the way. Yeah. Four and six. They and they're in a bye, bye now. Yeah. yeah. John Robinson through the first six games, 26 receptions. Yeah. Through weeks one through six. From week seven through 10, he has three. Yeah. Three. He went from 26 to three. Yeah. What like under what circumstance does that disappear in that same way? Finding ways to manufacture touches from does it just? I know how it disappears. We start getting mad at Arthur Smith about not throwing him the football. Now, now we yeah. now it's like we got <laughs> so to do like that step now. one. All right, get him the goal to go carries. Step two, get him the catches. Step three, get him the goal to go catches. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Yes. Or he's throwing goal line passes to. Drake Leonard or Kyle Pitts, to one himself. of the two. By the yeah. way, there you go. That seems like the perfect way to utilize him too is in the passing game. Get you him in think. space. If the guy is athletic and has enough ball skills to punt return, you don't think he can catch a flare out of the backfield? He already did. They did it earlier this year. Yeah, it worked out great. <laughs> it's like he, his hands didn't All right, fall but, you know, off. For a day, we're gonna we're gonna take the positive spin. We are happy with the goal to goal carries. That was good, right? Yes, for a day. We'll Seventeen take fantasy points. Yeah. We'll Pumped take about that. They need a quarterback. Yeah. Badly. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus, Daniel Dot, Mike Clay, and Field Jates making our way through our Week 10 recap. Guys, we're talking about some running backs. Mike, we have mentioned this with the Colts. Mm-hmm. Field said it a bunch. He had 42 million reasons why he was believing that Jonathan Taylor was eventually going to take over this backfield and be the lead guy once again. It's not because Zach Moss isn't good at football. He proved how good he was when Jonathan Taylor wasn't out there running. But this is the Jonathan Taylor show again. Yeah, maybe. yeah I mean, if you were, to, like, if I told you back then this is how this is going to play out uh taylor's going to be limited to 10 snaps 10 touches his first game then they're going to share the workload for a couple weeks and then taylor's going to be the featured back you'd be like that makes perfect sense yep. and that's exactly what they've done that's not, what they did. not much makes sense of fantasy football sometimes <laughs> it's all over the place we just got done talking about Bijan's usage but uh for taylor it has made a lot of sense 89 percent of the snaps in this game 23 carries one target ran 20 pass routes zach moss 15 percent of the snaps only one carry zero targets and four pass routes in this game Moss only has eight touches in his last two games, 2.8 total fantasy points. Since week six, Jonathan Taylor's RB12 across those five games. So he has taken control here to uh, not like he hasn't had like a 200 yard game, like one of those huge Taylor games we saw during his uh, best year. But he's back in that RB1 conversation. They go to a bye week now, but when they come back out of it, Moss not near the flex radar right now, but a good insurance back. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, is an RB1. Yeah, he's he's got something to prove, though, in the second half of the season. Now that the workload is in line with what you'd expect it to yeah. be, we've got to get the efficiency up and the passing game utilization up. I get it. He has not been a full-time player. But in these six games that he's played, he has exactly one catch in three of them, and he has yet to reach 100 yards on the ground. So while Jonathan Taylor is trending, no question, in the right direction, there's still some room to grow here for a guy that we know is capable of being one of the being the best running back in all fantasy football. Yeah, no doubt. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're going forward now as it starts to get colder. He has like a Derrick Henry sort of final six to eight weeks of the season where he's getting 25 carries. Huge numbers and scoring. Two, three, four, five, five of their last seven games 
are indoors. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, nonetheless, and, I yeah, stand by whatever. my point. Just keep running the ball. It can get it cold. We had the Arctic blast in prior years, I think. Maybe. We've been to Indy and it's plenty look, cold walking look, to look, and from uh, the state. It is. It's a good point. It we is need, very cold in Indianapolis in the winter. Yeah. We'll just tell outdoors. Jim Ursay to turn on the Leave, uh, the, door, leave, <laughs> wait, on the, leave the roof yes. open. It's his leave, choice, yeah, right? Leave the roof open. Yeah. I mean, we go to the combine in March and it's like freezing and windy and Indy. So I also want to say, I just wanted to congratulate everybody that made it through that game yesterday morning. If you made it through Patriots, Colts, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, thanks for your loyalty to the NFL. They were all watching fantasy, fantasy football, football now, now, obviously. So, like, yeah. yeah, but it was like if you were split screening, I'm just, like, just congratulations we to you. <laughs> 10 to 6. Yeah. 10 was, to 6. Real question. Was. I'm just going to say that we, there are not a, lot of, not a lot of fantasy here. It feels really bad to replace your quarterback on the final game-winning drive of a oh, game. Yeah. Yeah. To have Mac Jones get pulled for Bailey Zappi when they're still in a shot to go down and say, you know what, we'd rather have this kid that hasn't played all game long be the one that's going to drive us down. Patriots are in a spot. they got to get some things figured out. Really tough. Uh, you guys ever heard of Caleb Williams? I have. Maybe Drake May? I have. Yeah, do some research on those guys if you live yeah, they in, might be playing in the Northeast. Like we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, might, we thought they yeah. might be like Arizona or right. somewhere else, but yeah. it's looking like it could be Chicago. New York. Or, yeah. 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 Mike's already we'll cut see. Daniel Jones for That's the it. He's out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah. Let's talk about the Steelers' backfield for a minute because All right. trending up. up. Let's go. Sock up. Oh, yeah. That's what I had. Trending up. Dang it, Mike. Is there Stole one player that's trending up or are they both trending up? They're both, both. getting usage in this backfield, guys. Yeah, they are. They're they are. the offense through them. That's right. Uh, the past couple of games, uh, sorry, two out of the past three games, Najee Harris has had his season high in terms of rushing. Oh, by the way, he has three or more catches in three of his past four yes. games. So just that little that. uptick in uh, passing game utilization certainly works. I'll let Mike talk about Jalen Warren here in mm-hmm. a second. Uh, we hit you with the numbers already, and I'm sure if there are Steelers fans out there listening to this show right now, they would agree. Najee Harris looks much more like the runner that we saw as a rookie. Punishing, mm-hmm. physical, initiating contact. There seems to be a pride factor involved right now. The offensive line has played better of late as well, and Pittsburgh is somehow, some way, 6-3, and three, despite being outgained in every game this every season. Every game! It makes no it sense happened to me. again this week! But uh-huh. Najee is trending up to the point that like he is a like borderline top 20 consideration, maybe even a little bit higher, depending on where the bye weeks are in a given week. Yeah, and uh, I, they're both going to be a little lower this week to play in Cleveland. Yeah, Obviously, that's, that's terrific tough. against running backs, so we'll have them a little bit lower than that. Except also, for Keaton Mitchell. I was what, just going to say Yeah, that. What, what they've done here is... They've kind of split the workload right down the middle. Yep. Their snaps are within a handful pretty much every game. It's actually unreal how close it is. But also splitting like the passing down work too. Not necessarily like Warren as an edge and target share, but look at looking at snaps, carries, routes, like they're pretty similar. So yeah. it's kind of like whoever's in there can catch the ball. Whoever's in there can run the ball. Uh, and that's what we've seen the past couple of weeks. Warren, by the way, back-to-back games with 100 and plus 10 scrimmage yards. He set a new career high in fantasy points each of the last two weeks. So, uh, you know, again, they're playing better. They're getting more out of this position as a whole. But it's almost like a... This is Tony Pollard reverse. Yeah, kind of, though. I'll tell but, you why. What? These guys feasting, coming at the cost of Deontay Johnson and George Pickens yeah, but, yesterday. But what I was going to say is they're also both involved, and they're not quite like the uh, Lions running back backfield, like the, where they can both be top 15 options. Right, right, they're right. kind of taken away from each other as well, which is going to limit them a little bit to borderline RB2 territory. It's not. It's better, but yep. it's not elite so something to keep in mind they're still kind of fringe rb2s in my mind just because they're just stealing touches from each other even though they're playing well yeah but they've got what do they have 35 touches between the two of them 30 be more than that deontay johnson mm-hmm. one catch yesterday george pickens three catches yesterday Didn't both feel of them good. had four targets yeesh 
Didn't yeah. feel good. I don't know what to make of Pickens. He's he get traded in the offseason. I mean, he's not wouldn't happy surprise there. Me. Uh, would yeah. not surprise me. Listen, George Pickens is wonderfully talented. There's a reason why he fell out of the second round of the draft. Yeah. There's a We're some it. management that you have to sort of bake into having George Pickens on your roster. Right now, we're seeing it. Yep. Unfortunately. All right, let's move ahead and talk about Brian Robinson. This kid broke out LOL. here in week 10. Breaking my projections. In part because he had six receptions for 119 receiving yards and a touchdown. What? Is that what your projection was, Mike? How many yeah, right. I had like 102 yards. 100, so, so you were just a little shy just of it. Off. But we were right there on it. Um, this is not the kind of game that we expect from Brian Robinson. I understand. Oh, wait. Go ahead, Field. Hold on. All right. Do you expect this kind you of game? You don't expect 119 receiving yards in a game from a guy who coming into yesterday yes. had 137 receiving yards for the season. Well, yeah, yeah. They, they were slow playing it. Oh, that's gotcha. what it was. Okay, they were saving <laughs> yes. it. Saving it for week 10. They were saving it for when they're, what are they, three and six now? Yes. Four and yeah. six, no one was like expecting that. it this week. That's why. Unbelievable. He's like, he's like the Taysom Hill of running backs this season. Really is. Uh, Eight oh, touchdowns in 10 games played. He keeps yeah. finding the end zone. And he is a capable receiver, right? Like, clearly he's got the goods to be yeah. used in the passing game. He's just... Hasn't been because they have Antonio Gibson. They've got a lot of wide receivers. They've got a useful tight end. They've got, you know, the capabilities to, and the, the, I should say this, they are often playing from behind as well. And yet Brian Robinson just like keeps finding a ways. Second week, unless something crazy happens tonight, is this top score in running back in fantasy. This yeah, and is. that's what I wanted to point out. He has two of those weeks. He's been 15th or worse every other week. Yeah, it's he's crazy. only 16th yeah. in points per game at running back. That's why I'm not buying this. He's still a fringe RB2 for me. He had a career high in targets, catches, and receiving yards in this game. His prior career highs in those categories were four targets, four catches, and 42 yards. His wow. prior career in receiving yards was 42 yards. Crazy. He had 119 in this one. And by the way, eight carries, 38 yards, no rushing touchdowns. So it's been touchdown or bust or a random huge receiving game, which this is the first one he's ever had in his career. Yep. Not buying it yet. The, it's it's almost like a little bit of a Gus Edwards kind of spike like that. And yes. then back to back to earth here. If, so if you told nope. me and field, you had the stat coming into the week. If you told me that Sam Howell was going to throw the ball 40 or more times, I wouldn't think that Brian Robinson is going to get a ton of work on the ground. So I wouldn't think he'd have a ton of production and he did not fourth did. week in a row, by the way, that he threw the ball 40 or more times and he just broke the model. And so. of course, a huge day again for Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. Oh wait, no, they combined for four How catches and 38 happen? yards and Dotson had zero of them. How, How does he it? throw the ball 44 times and he doesn't get those guys? Howell involved? is leading the NFL in pass attempts and completions. He's like second in passing yards or this was all going into yesterday and he's just had another big game yes and like McLaurin's McLaurin's been fine but not where he, he is zero 100 yard receiving games and Jahan Dotson disappeared zero catch, he catches zero yesterday. catches yesterday and Curtis Samuel didn't do much Logan Byron Thomas was Pringle okay. had a catch yesterday how much like the end of the game it's like all right here we go Sam Howell drops back you know it is he's a- got Byron Pringle and Diami Brown crossing across the middle here we go yeah, Jamison Crowder that's yeah. enough yeah, that's you know what tough. it is it, it is the Chiefs offense yes yeah. <laughs> Eric Bieniemy just making his mark yeah Howell's playing like Mahomes and that is he more fantasy points than Mahomes now he's probably close, yeah, yeah with an extra game in hand i would oh, imagine yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah frustrating yeah Gino smith got back on track yesterday took advantage yeah. of a great great matchup hey i want to ask yeah, you guys like this question really quickly okay. we, you're talking about guys that are breaking the model right mm-hmm. Taysom hill we, we mentioned him he's actually in our e-block if you guys have him in the know but he is doing the same thing last four weeks he broke the model we told everyone hey guess what you can start him this week and this is exactly sort That's of what, what we said. predicted yeah. right Taysom was definitely playing against himself in fantasy yesterday it looked like there's it. no other explanation well i mean he has to get you know he's not calling the plays he had seven percent of their design rushing attempts in this game he had 42 percent last week what yeah a- 
So you're saying it's not his fault. So it's not no. him. We okay. need to make shirts for Taysom Hill too. I'm just saying my fault. theory that he was playing against himself in fantasy might be stronger than that one. You look a very reasonable one. Mine is like completely. I forgot flippant. you're very emotional this week. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, so frustrating. He still still has four plus targets in four of his last five. I think better days ahead, but of course. He has yeah. three good ones. We're feeling good about him, and he lets us down. We just and now he goes on a bye. So yeah. I, I is he know. your start of the week? He was my start of the week, yeah. Oh, Ooh, Should have been my sit of the week. I don't remember who That's my start of the week was. I'd rather, maybe let's not revisit those. In case. I had Bajon uh, with you, touchdown. You had Ferguson? You had a tight Oh, I had Jake Ferguson. Ferguson. Jake Ferguson. Yeah. He's fine. Who did you have? Yeah. Bajon. He had Bajon. With a touchdown. I called the touchdown. Too. Yeah, I mean, we have to look record. at our board bets. I think our, our uh, I'll tell you your what. Javante Adams it was ones. Versus Kobe Myers, right? Yeah. yeah that who one had Myers? Who had the Myers side? Daniel Myers. I took Myers on that. No, I know, but it was. I think I had, I think you had. Devonte versus Jacoby straight okay, up, so I went and then I had Devonte top, top twenty. I think it was and right. He's, he's like gonna be fringy. Or yeah, something. he's gonna have. <laughs> yeah, he's right gonna now. need some help us. tonight from Cortland Sutton and uh, Stephon Diggs. What about the other board bet that we had? Both Lions Ooh. being top twenty running backs. Did you guys know if I did I win that one or did you guys win that one? Well, we haven't seen the full game play out tonight. Okay, Latavius so we gotta Murray, wait and see if feast. everyone. Okay, all right. I think uh, what, what's my like thirteenth or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're both gonna be up there again. Leonard Fournette still hasn't played. <laughs> Latavius Murray still hasn't played. Um, <laughs> if they all get in the end zone, I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs> Adam Troutman <laughs> might change twa- to running back and play that tonight. Yeah, we need like eight running backs. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that to us. We don't want any of that. Anyway, that's that's a tough one here within the Saints defense. Excuse me, within the Saints offense outside of Taysom Hill though I do want to say this Jameson will uh Jameis Winston coming in for Derek Carr YOLO revitalize yeah, Chris Olave out to Chris Olave he's, I'm pumped yeah, if that's gonna work he's out. built for garbage time oh so, my I mean, god is yes, it was perfect so uh they go on a buy Spider-Man emoji yeah they're on a buy so Me, Derek Carr whatever. might be the starter coming off the buy so yeah, we'll not be surprised by that yep. yeah. yeah we'll keep that in mind as we move forward all right, back here on Fantasy Focus, doing our Week 10 recap. Guys, we got a couple of duds we're going to focus on here, unfortunately. We talked about a good bunch of good performances so far, so let's talk about some tough ones. All right. DeAndre Hopkins, not fantastic. Will Levis just struggled in this game. This passing offense, unfortunately, for the Titans did not look fantastic. One of the things that you do love about Nuke, Field Jates, he still had eight targets. It's 49er. He is a 49er. Three However, catches for 27 yards, though, doesn't do I'm it. kicking myself a little bit on this one because a couple of weeks ago when Will Levis debuted and had four passing touchdowns, mm-hmm. I took the cheese. I thought to myself, like, oh, maybe this just guy just has the it factor. He is from Connecticut via Massachusetts mm, originally, right. so maybe there's Pro Bowl slash Hall of Fame potential here. Then I realized that, like, perhaps when you complete 18 passes and four of them go for touchdowns for, like, mm. 288 yards, maybe there's some luck involved there. In the two games since, the Titans have scored one offensive touchdown, zero through the air. And oh, by the way, Will Levis is completing just north of 50% of his passes. I thought about this in terms of some of the wide receivers that I see hover up towards the rankings each and every week. Maybe I just need to downgrade some of those heavy volume but low touchdown potential players. Because while there is more risk, obviously, involved with guys that might only catch three to five passes, like if the touchdown production feels likelier, then maybe I will start to not fade from my lineups entirely, but maybe I will start to move DeAndre Hopkins and maybe Adam Thielen, those kind of guys of the world further down my rankings because it's going to take 10 or more catches or an atypical scoring day from an offense right now that in both cases feels very unlikely to score a touchdown. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. On the other hand, I mean, 20 targets his last two games. For DeAndre? Yeah, I know the production's yeah, been bad, know, but that's going to lead, you know, that's going to lead to some big days. The thing is, it's just going to be boom bust in this offense for reasons you laid out. We've seen that 22 plus fantasy points in two of his last five games. 
under 11 in the other three games. Right. So yeah. he's, he just fits that 49er vibe right now. It's going to be a, a lot little, of 49ers in this podcast. Yeah. I'll tell you what's hard for me within this is you look at a guy like DeAndre Hopkins and I get everything you're saying about the volume, but wide receiver is just so deep. They're like the ball is being thrown so much. It's such a passing league that we have guys that come out of nowhere. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you want to do this. All right. This is probably a bad example, but like, no one would have expected Noah Brown to all of a sudden come out and be this guy that you've got to consider, right? And start him over someone like Would you start him Hopkins? over DeAndre Hopkins? And understanding what wow. CJ Stroud in that offense is doing, like, wow. I'm not saying that you're at that spot, but it's an emotional thing, right? You've got a situation where you have these guys and how deep wide receiver is where it's like, you know, wide receiver 30 is still a startable wide receiver I for us. I have not pondered that one yet. Noah Brown versus DeAndre Hopkins or Adam Thielen. But I'm just saying. It's a fun one to think about I'm just this saying. week. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. over the last two weeks, one receiver is more yards than Noah Brown, C.D. Lamb. That's is ridiculous. It really? <laughs> ridiculous. Wow, that's yeah. unreal. All right, let's talk about Travis Etienne. He was unfortunate this week. Nine carries, 35 yeah. yards, two catches, nine receptions. This is a dusted off. It, right? This was Whatever. like the first time since the beginning of the season we've seen yeah. him really struggle. Well, you, know what it is. Cool off. you know what this is. What was it? I was playing you in two leagues. Uh, I had ETN right. on both of those teams. You traded me ETN for I, Daniel I Jones and a super flex and Ray, Romeo Dobbs. So you, and got Romeo good, Dobbs. you got a decent yeah. player out of that. Yeah. Um, and he was just, you, you know, we want to do you a solid. He did. Like, we're going to take a week off here. We're going to rest you up. Take take yeah. the foot off the gas. I texted him from my burner phone and I asked him to take it easy on me. Uh, he did. That's he what did. It is. He did that yeah. for you. So. Yeah, I mean, on the positive side, he still has seven touchdowns in the past five games. That's with really good. No production yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not worried. They yeah. were playing uh, the 49ers. They go to defense. They go to defense. They are. At all? Yes, yeah. they, they are. are good at yeah, I don't better. know what to make of the Jags' offense. By the way, just not that good. <laughs> How good are the Jags? I mean, for six and three. I mean, defense has been okay. Offense has not. It's it's been up and down, but they don't score touchdowns. I mean. They have to add some major duds. Yeah, they have. Well, how about Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. What do you make of him? The 2021 draft class is obviously a, I mean, like the quarterbacks beside Trevor Lawrence have been very bad. Um, Maybe there's a glimmer of hope for Justin Fields. But other than that, it feels like three that have just gone by the wayside. Mm -hmm. But if Trevor Lawrence, like if we're doing a quarterback draft right now, how high does he go? Uh, You're talking fantasy or in No, real life. Build your team around him. Seventh, eighth, something like that, you think? Maybe lower. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell my head. Yeah. I'll do this quick. Anyway. Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Jan Hurts, Stroud, Lamar. Lamar. There's a couple others in there, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but well, anyway. Let's, let's, let's more, turn to the he, next topic. He, he, he was drafted first overall to be a top five guy yes. or an elite guy, and he's just Correct. Josh he's Allen, up and down. Josh Maybe Allen, to, yeah. uh, yep. Part yeah. of that reason is because of the fact that he added what was supposed to be a superstar to this offense, we thought, in Calvin Ridley. We thought that was going to be a part of why he was able to Nothing. take the next step, and that has yeah. not been happening here. Christian Kirk the guy that he is locked into. He continues to be fantastic in this offense. We have like a minute before we got to do a quick break here. Okay. But Tony Pollard, man. Oh, like, I just don't want to tell you guys. Like, I don't I, get it. I, I don't get it either. Um, other than like, maybe, and I've said this before, maybe the Cowboys were just right. Maybe they were just right that he was at his best being the change of pace guy. Now, in some ways they were wrong because they have now made him the featured guy, but the featured role does not fit Tony Pollard very well. If you look at his production in terms of total touches this year per game compared to last year, Mm -hmm. it's not that far off. Yep. The big difference is touchdowns and efficiency. He's averaging nearly three yards per catch fewer this season than he did last year. The rushing production is down on a per carry basis and the touchdowns are way down, Mike. You want to to hear an incredible stat? Oh gosh. I don't know. There is one player in the NFL, any position, one player who has 12 plus touches and 55 plus yards in every single game this season that he's played. 
100%. Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard. Oh and he's a God. disappointment. Yes. He's the only bad. guy that's so had that bad. sort of floor. And he has disappointed. Still played almost 70% of the snaps in wow. this game. Under 10 fantasy points. It's five the anti-Dak from last year, right? Like the Cowboys kept scoring all those points last year. And Dak kept being like quarterback 17 every week. Yeah, he's the enig- fantasy enigma of 2023. We yes, just can't figure is. this out. All the snaps, all the volume, or respectable, a respectable amount of volume. And just cannot get over the top in terms of fantasy production. We've got to put him outside the top 10 this week. Let him earn that spot. I think you're again. right. It's tough. They play yeah. Carolina. Okay. I'm still put him outside the top 10. Second most fantasy points of running backs. It's frustrating when I watch the backup running backs come in and I'm like, oh, that used to be Tony Pollard. And in that backup role, it's a Rico Dowdle or Deuce Vaughn is like breaking off 13, 15 yard runs. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's what we used to see from Tony Pollard. Yeah. All right. Let's say that you've got all three of these guys. All three of them were duds, unfortunately. Give me a ranking of confidence on these guys being able to bounce back moving Travis forward. DN one by a long shot. By a long shot. Yep. Tony Pollard two. I agree. DeAndre Hopkins three. Yeah. I think that's pretty easy too. I think there's still hope for Pollard because of that volume. And you know, again, if we're a month from now, we might say, here we go. Pollard scored five touchdowns his last yeah. four games yeah. in this elite uh, Dallas offense with a light schedule. I don't think either of any of us would be shocked by that. No. So, yep. Agreed. Def- Definitely gotta, not. Got to keep starting them. Since since Dak Prescott has been on fire, Tony Pollard running back eleven, then running back forty one, twenty six, and thirty eight. Three straight games outside the top twenty five. It's yep. terrible. All right, let's talk about some Texans wide receivers, That's friends. Fun, let's do topic. this. I brought up Noah Brown a little bit earlier on the show. We also got tanked out. By the way, within this game, there was no Nico Collins. You know what? I'm going to ask you this question first. Who's the best quarterback in the state of Texas? Is it CJ Stroud or is it Dak Prescott? Oh my God. I don't know who I draft first if I was starting a team and expansion draft. Stroud. Yes, but they're both awesome. They both look fantastic. They are both absolutely slinging it for their teams. Right now, if you look at this wide receiving core for the Texans, Tank Dell keeps doing the things that we expected him to do. I'm really surprised. more. It is more than that, in part because there was no Nico Collins. I'm really surprised by Noah Brown. I just want to ask you guys because I feel like this has been two weeks in a row. Part of this feels like. Because someone has been out, Noah Brown has stepped up. Robert Woods was out the first week, and then Nico Collins was out the second week, and and he has just filled in this role. Is there enough passing volume that all of these wide receivers at least need to be rostered? Uh, That's what I wanted to ask. I think we need to rank them because uh, if Nico Collins is back this week, you're going to have him, of course, and maybe the one. Tank Dell, obviously, he's been terrific. Noah Brown's playing really well, and he beat out Tank Dell for the slot job coming into the season. Yep. Uh, and then Robert Woods isn't going away. He had a pretty big target share. He played a lot yesterday. He's involved. Not had to mention the targets. Called back. Yep. Not to mention the targets for Dalton oh, yeah, Schultz. Dalton Schultz, an occasional target or two for John Mechie. It was yep. their five now. I mean, imagine being in that situation. And also David Montgomery actually got going. Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary. What did I say? David, David Montgomery. Montgomery. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he did get going. He got going as well. Yeah. Yeah. Devin, yeah. Devin Singletary. Both same, accurate. Same yes. draft. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, just like the, figuring out those four receivers, what I'm worried is going to happen is it's going to be like a 49ers yes. situation yep. where they're going to rotate all four receivers in on top of the tight end and the running back. And we're going to be like, all right, so he had a great game. Then he had a down game. Like yeah. who, what's the order here? Like what's the priority? Where are we ranking these guys when they're all healthy? I'll give it a shot here. Uh, do you have the routes run for Noah Brown yesterday? No, uh, he, no, he, he I he 55 snaps. So he outsnapped. Uh, Robert Woods, 55 to 45. Yeah. So if I had to go back and guess, I think that Tank Dell has taken over number one. You think he's number one? Okay, I think targets that's yesterday. 14 yep. for mm-hmm. Tank Dell. Yep. Uh, just, and by the way, he is a slot. He can be a slot receiver, but he also has some vertical presence. Oh, he's so it opens outside. up the playbook a lot. Outside. Yep. Yeah. He'd be number one. Assuming he's healthy, Nico Collins would be number two. For I agree. Yeah. And then Noah Brown. I the agree. The reason why is if you need 
Like, I just think the upside's way higher, obviously, for Noah Brown than Robert Woods. Like, mm-hmm. one guy's had over 125 yards in back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. The other guy has been a very good receiver in the NFL for a long time, but is not going to press for 125 yards in a game. Yeah, he's just been a short-range target. His air yards were, like, 100 lower than Noah Brown yeah. in that game. So I'm with you. I think uh, the targets could be similar for, like, Woods and Brown, but where those targets are, high value yep. versus low value, uh, I think they'd be better for Brown. So I, I agree with that order. So... That the story is unquestionably CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. It's a home run pick, as we have just said. Like, Crushed if it. we're starting a franchise from scratch today, he might be one of the first six or seven players taken. Mm-hmm. I think there is a little bit of a second story that should be told right now for Houston. And this is not totally fantasy related, but it does have a couple of the guys that we're going to discuss in this conversation. Their pro, pro personnel department crushed it in free agency this offseason. Think about all the guys mm-hmm. they signed, none of them for big money, who are actually playing a real mm-hmm. role. Dalton Schultz has been great been of awesome. late. Devin, Devin Singletary, Singletary was terrific yesterday. Yep. 150 rushing yards and a touchdown. He Guy was awesome. Screen, Noah Brown. Brown, a one-year deal for nothing this offseason. Mm-hmm. Robert Woods, I mean, that one's been fine. Right? He's playing yeah, he's a fine. lot for them, but like then on defense, on offense, this offensive line has been protecting out of its gourd, Mike. Out yep. of its gourd. There yeah. it is. Um, and use that guys like George Fance, like they, I mean, like guys who were on the street. So just an awesome job. And if you're a team, if you are a fan for a team that right now stinks, mm-hmm. I want you to think about the Texans and think about how depressing it was mm. last year for Houston. And right now, how fun and exciting they are. Just remember in the NFL, you are one good off season away from being right back in the thick of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I like a uh, shout out for, to their cornerback room too. Like Shaq I love Griffin. when teams yeah. Yeah. bring in Shaq Griffin as their four. Yeah. And like he's had to play a lot because Derek Sting, Derek Singley, they've gotten almost nothing out of him so right. far. Even when he's played, he struggled. He's back healthy as of yesterday. Imagine if he turns into a superstar. Mm. I mean, they've done a great, Steven Nelson, one of the most underrated corners in the NFL. You're, I'm with you. They've done a great job turning this team around. It's not just one guy. Like Stroud is a franchise changing player for yeah. sure, but they've had a, a better than you'd think core in place. We always do this with quarterbacks. The quarterback, you know, the you have a great quarterback. We just say like, yeah, well, like what if, what would this team do without this quarterback? I get it. They'd be a whole lot worse, but without the other guys around, they'd also be a whole lot, a lot worse, worse, right? Like yes. think and about what that. Buffalo is doing right now with all the attrition they've mm-hmm. had on their roster, even with Josh Allen playing really good football. They're five and four. Yep. Yep. Anyways, I uh, listen. This is a. I had a question coming into that, but you guys eventually talked long enough that I forgot what the question was. So I guess we're, <laughs> we're ready to move that. on. Yeah, yeah, sometimes that happens. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal here. You're welcome. Uh, let's move on and talk about Christian Watson. No, thank you. Nope. What's not? This was tough. Uh, are we out on? Are you out, out on Christian as a flex play? Out. Can you believe he led them in targets again? Yeah, he led them in targets. Definitely again. air yards, right? No, uh, uh, I'm probably uh, air yards. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yards. There were some long throws like Jaden Reed and and uh, Dobbs, but yeah, only two for 23, under seven fantasy points in four straight games. Uh, I read a, I, where did I see it? There was an article today about them interviewing Watson and Love and Lafleur, and like asking them questions like, "What's going on? Why yeah. is this not happening?" There was no good answers. Just blame, blaming yeah. Yeah, other people tough look right now. Question for this you guys. has gone wrong. It's just not working. What or how many catches is a season high for Christian Watson this year? This the year? most catches he has in a game this year. Uh, three. three. I was, was going to say three. Yeah, three. So he hasn't even reached four catches in a game this season. 
Daniel has been harping on this stat for the entire year. And I think it's a big part of it is Jordan love is just not a good, consistent deep field thrower down the field. Nope. Unless it's Jaden Reed or right. Dobbs. Apparently touchdown. Yes. And then he also had that crazy play at the end of the game where you're like, Oh my God, like, are they going to come back and win this game? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's not happening right now with uh, Christian Watson. I think he should be benched. I do not think he should be dropped because he had nine touchdowns last season, yeah. but uh, one of the season that has just gone by the wayside for Christian. Yeah, Martin. he's going to have what he's going to catch a long one. He's going to have like a four for 130 and two touchdowns yep. sort of game here. But you're going to take a lot of you duds in the meantime. I, we just flashed two separate headshots for Christian Watson. Our graphic here. <laughs> Did we really? Did we? Maybe. And they're both accurate. They're both him. <laughs> Maybe Christian should go back to the old headshot. Whatever was working last year. Mm-hmm. Ask ESPN.com to default to that. So go back instead. to that. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. You guys know how we are in fantasy. Like last night when Devontae Adams needed like three catches left. I tried every trick in the book. I'll bet you did. Muted, unmuted the the Mm -hmm. TV. Changed the channel, then went back. All right, you name it. I I went from one side of the couch to the other. Uh I went from... Drinking water to drinking Miller Lights. Then I kept drinking the Miller Lights because I wasn't catching the passes. It wasn't happening. <laughs> so that was worthwhile. Uh, but yeah, that's like that's what we need to do right now for Christian Watson. It's so frustrating. Change your headshot. Not just that. Within this Packers offense, how many guys do you feel confident starting week in and week out? Because right now it's Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones. is the yeah. only one. You said confident, right? I know. I don't even feel confident about it. I'm starting Aaron Jones, but yeah. I don't feel confident. That's a fair thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't feel great. A lot of bad offenses in the NFL mm-hmm. this year. Yep. You guys want to do a bad offense draft at some point? Who's the worst? Yeah, we should. Oh, Who's number one? Giants right now? Gi- Giants with DeVito, no question about it. Yeah. You're telling me Matt Barkley's not better than... They can't he bring is. something to that. Like, they have to start Barkley. Yeah, he will. Great. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they get he Tyrod back because it's just ruining... Like, we can't Giants, even let... We can't Jets, even get... Yeah, Patriots, that's Packers. Another, that's a Wednesday topic. Yeesh. I don't feel good about yeah, it. Should we do that? Yeah. Should we should do a little mini draft? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, not about on, uh, on Wednesday and talk yeah. fantasy. Like, who, how many players would you play from these these teams? Actually, so. that wouldn't be bad. I think it would just be depressing. Put some fantasy spin on it. But we can put some fantasy. What about? Okay, so then let me mention this. Jaden Reed got in the end zone. Would you think about playing Jaden Reed? No, six or fewer targets yeah. in six straight games. Two yeah. only two games over twelve and a half fantasy points. I came ready on this one. Yeah, you did because he had five for eighty four to touch yesterday. Uh, yeah, he played fifty three percent of the snaps in this game. Yep. Last week that was actually up from thirty seven percent the week before. So the playing time's not there on top of everything else. Good, although they're playing the Chargers. So who knows? Like this Chargers defense. I mean, yeah, it could be the 43, Chargers 40 made next the, week. the Jets offense look terrible. I could see the Chargers defense making the Packers offense look terrible. That's fair. Do you guys see my tweet from last what? night? What? The Jets now have three offensive touchdowns in their past. Oh, yeah. Five yeah. games. And they're all scored by? Brees Hall. 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 I did see that, actually. But like, and think yeah. about how those touchdowns yeah. were scored. A 72-yard mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. Yep. A 50-yard screen pass uh-huh. and an eight-yard run in which Brees Hall was escorted to the end zone. He was carried into the end zone by Jordan Davis collective mass of he and Jalen Carter of like 700. They're like, you know what? Just go on it. Cause we want to have a chance to come back and win. I saw someone, there was a report the other day that the jets like expressed their confidence in Zach Wilson by not, they, they like talked to about Carson Wentz, yeah. but decided not to sign him. And it was like, almost like great job. Like show confidence in your, no, that was a wrong decision. Oh, yeah. a bad decision. <laughs> what are you doing? Like on, you need guys. a quarterback, but I was going to say like, if you, there are, I, there seem to be more Zach Wilson defenders than I realized. And of course oh, yeah. he's had some like moments that he's looked fine. He did have that long throw at the end of the game. Yeah, last you see night. That, that was awesome. Like, right. Going on here? Yeah. But when you've scored three touchdowns in five games, the most important position in sports is probably in part responsible for that futility. 
there's no question about it. You just have to watch them. I mean, yeah. it's just not good enough. Yeah. This it's is just, one of those situations where you see a kid that seemingly has all the physical, like tangible. He was drafted second overall. Right? Like yeah. exactly. he, he can yeah. scramble. He can Pro run. Day, he's, he's got a huge arm. But it's just like decision making, sometimes accuracy, the awareness, like the ability to be able to move within a pocket. Dude, watching. And never mind. I, I don't want to get on a soapbox. No. But anyways, let's keep moving on here. Monday and talk about outro. Yeah. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus Football. Field Jays, Mike Clay, Daniel Dopp, cleaning up our Monday show with a Monday night football cleaning preview. Was it dirty? Yeah. Well, well we had a little bit fumbles along the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no big deal. We're talking Broncos at the Bills. Field, I'm just going to lay this out for you. You got a Bills team taking on what was supposed to be a very vulnerable Broncos defense. We've seen that change a little bit over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Yep. What are you looking for going into this Monday Night Football matchup? Uh, what I'm looking for from the Bills is what kind of utilization we get from James Cook, which is one of the great mysteries in all of mm-hmm. fantasy football right now. They've got three other players on their roster that are extremely predictable, right? Josh Allen might be the best quarterback in all of fantasy with Jalen Hurts on the bye this week. Yep. Stephon Diggs is unbelievable. He's had 20-plus fantasy points in like six of his first nine mm-hmm. games this season. And then also, Delton Kincaid has all of a sudden become a top-five tight end in terms of consistency with his target share. James Cook is a mystery, though. Mm-hmm. What yeah. it, like, And I'm, I'm not going to ask you what you're expecting, Mike, because you, who has every number available, probably still doesn't have a great grasp on how Buffalo's going to use him. No, I'd just like to see them expand his role. Let's get him to 12 carries and five or six targets. Yeah. It's not asking much. Yep. I don't think in this offense, yeah. I just don't know that that's going to happen. You know Latavius Murray, I projected for seven or eight points because he, you know, he still get the edge of the, the goal, goal line. line who knows? Does Leonard Fournette get a call up today? We don't know if that's going to happen. Does he add to the roster and, and plays in this wouldn't one? Wouldn't stun me. No, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, I think, you know, look, if you have Cook, you're like, if I get double-digit fantasy points at this point, I'll be happy because he hasn't hasn't been uh, delivering that. So, But otherwise, you're right. It's pretty straightforward. Maybe we'll get one catch out of Gabe Davis, too. Hey! Wow. Who has more catches this week, Gabe Davis or Christian Watson? Watson had two. Watson had two. Do you think Gabe Davis is over or under that? That's the board bet. Well, here's the thing. He's either, he's not going to be close, right? He'll either have zero or one or or he's going to have seven. Yeah. Either have like 12 yards or 142 yards. That got me thinking because that sounds like sort of a red zone question. We had the saddest red zone question of all time yesterday. uh, What was it? it? Will the Giants score an offensive touchdown? Oh, and I said, I was the only one to say yes, I think. Wasn't I? I definitely said said yes. Did they score an offensive touchdown? They sure did. They scored two. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy took a a rushing touchdown. It was a little, oh, yeah. that's right. I, I want to say the first one wasn't really garbage time. I mean, it was like what twenty one nothing, but it, yeah, was, it was like twenty eight nothing coming out of half. Was, okay. a touchdown. Yeah. To I mean, Dallas was still playing. Yeah. You know, at that point, the other one was garbage time yeah. for sure. But uh, yeah, they scored two. That's tough. That Denver side. What I'm watching for tonight is I truly believe what Denver wants to do, and whether the whether they are able to do it is a different question. They want to play this game with the same formula that they played the Kansas City game. Oh yeah, they want to play much improved defense. Yep. Run the crap out of the ball Keep the and ball be out. opportunistic Javante. in the passing game. Yeah, yeah, Javante Williams had 30 opportunities two weeks ago when they last played in a game. Wouldn't surprise me if he has fully seized this backfield if they can play if they can play anything like they did two weeks ago. Yeah, we saw and in that game we saw uh, Javante Williams kind of take clear control of the backfield. Yep. Uh, I've since made a big dynasty trade in which I acquired him and Jaleel McLaughlin went the other way as part of that deal, which is wow. weird. But All right. uh, so I what else went the well, other way? Um, it was uh, there was a lot of moving parts, but it's, I essentially moved Terry McLaurin as the key going the other direction. Good at receiver, got back Javante Williams at it, looking at a young uh, running back. So, so if, it's, like, if it's like McLaurin receivers that over. barely catch the ball, that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to interrupt you both. Pick this game for me, Bills or Bills? Bills. Or I'll Broncos. take the Bills. 
All right, I'll, I'll take the Broncos it. then. We can't, if we Why all not? take the Bills, then the Bills are going to lose, guys. So I'm going to do this for the people. <laughs> Circle the we love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. Have fun watching Monday Night Football. We'll be back tomorrow. Field Stefania and I. I need I. a stat correction of three points somehow. <laughs> Good luck with that one. I need See one, you guys. I need like 80 again. <laughs> what if the exact possible. stat correction that you got in your favor in one matchup worked against you in the other? And so you guys have one to one against oh, each other. That'd be incredible. Yeah. That'd be so good. That'd be rare. I don't think we've had one of those before. Never. No. 80 point swing. Maybe. It's possible. How many guys do you have no, going it's tonight? This might be possible. You need to <laughs> not have James Cook. You need Stefan Diggs. He's a NASCAR guy with a base to try. A late foot fan for life. Chargers are off to a terrible start, but that won't change his mind. Matching up all the cornerbacks Touchdown regression and weekly stats But if your team falls flat He's the one to blame He's a brainiac, brainiac on the case With projections that can put us in first place He's a brainiac, brainiac He's my clay Two guys drove to work Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.